I am so excited to announce that I have released the first official tarot diagnosis spread book. Tarot and self-discovery is a therapeutic tarot journey with over 200 spreads, including over 152 card prompts and over 50 robust tarot spreads. You can purchase a physical copy on Amazon or a digital copy at thetarotdiagnosis.com. You're listening to The Tarot Diagnosis. I'm your host, Shannon. I'm a licensed psychotherapist, and I also happen to have a love for tarot. Each episode, I invite you to reflect with me as I work to demystify the tarot and the human experience, all while exploring tarot's connection to mental and emotional health. While this podcast may feel therapeutic, it is not meant to take the place of psychotherapy. So grab your cards and join me as I work to create a pathway to better understand ourselves and those around us. We are stepping into this episode today with death as our anchor card. So when I was first introduced to tarot as a teenager, I remember my aunt giving me my very first tarot reading and I had kept my fingers crossed under the table that she wouldn't pull the death card (laughs) because like so many people who are new to tarot, I, I had been conditioned to fear this card and believe it was a literal like foretelling of someone's inevitable demise to, to my relief during that particular reading, you know, at the time. Uh, the death card did not show up, <laughs> but it's funny how nowadays I feel so much relief when I see this card. And sometimes I'm, I'm hoping that that card even comes up for a reading. So, you know, for folks who, who still fear the archetype of death, I really want to encourage you to view it maybe as like controlled chaos, a personal reckoning, a personal permission, so to speak, to fuck shit up and start over. You know, change, change is definitely terrifying, but it's really incredible what comes after that change because death really represents the transformations that we typically seek. And we can't grow much when we're comfortable in the same place doing the same things. It's oddly fitting to be ending this year with the death card because there was a lot that happened this past year that felt transformative from both a personal and professional perspective. In April of this year, after a decades-long health battle and lack of appropriate care for medical professionals, I, I had finally found a provider who took my situation seriously and I ended up needing a complete hysterectomy. So that was personally an incredibly transformative experience that allowed me to to really finally live my life in ways that I hadn't been able to for a really long time and honestly, like really at all. Then of course, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that I had started the podcast originally with a colleague who this summer decided to no longer continue with the project. And, you know, that took place a few weeks after my surgery. So I was in this like massive death vortex for several months while I really tried to cope with all of these significant physical changes and then all of these podcast and project changes. You know, and as I sat and reflected on these two pivotal experiences this year, I can't help but have such an abundance of gratitude for both of them because I feel like they've really given me opportunities that I otherwise wouldn't have 
been able to have. And, you know, I've since been able to connect with folks both personally and professionally, you know, on both of these big experiences. And this community plays a really big role in that. And I'm, I just want to say I'm so grateful for that. So with all of that said, I wanted this episode to be reflective and just wanted to sit down and pull some cards with all of you to close out the year and think about what we might need and want in this upcoming new year. So let's start by pulling some cards to reflect on what we're taking away from this past year. And I would love if you pulled alongside me, feel free to DM me or email me and let me know what you pull. I love getting messages from you all. I'm using the Wondering Star Tarot today. I've been using this deck a lot lately. This one seems to be interchangeable with my Tarot Vintage deck. And I just love how how pretty it is and the, the art style is just so fun and whimsical. So sometimes when I'm not feeling Tarot Vintage, I'll reach for this deck. All right. So I think I'm just going to pull a couple cards. We'll see what comes out. Okay. So we have the world... Interesting. Kind of makes sense though. The Eight of Cups. <laughs> it's actually funny. And then one more. And the King of Pentacles. Okay. So just looking at all three of these cards together <laughs> does feel like I'm looking at a snapshot of <laughs> the last year for the podcast. So the world feels so right, especially with my former co-host and I parting ways and that relationship having completed its cycle. And the Eight of Cups, I feel, could go two ways. It could represent my former co-host leaving to explore a different path, or it could represent me exploring new terrain going solo. So I think for the sake of this personal reflection, I prefer that latter interpretation because it seems to hold space for what we worked on together and, you know, that missing cup in that imagery, in the traditional imagery, in the Wandering Star, we have an octopus here holding all eight cups. So it feels complete, but in my brain automatically goes to traditional imagery. <laughs> so in traditional imagery with the Rider Waite uh, deck, you know, we, we see kind of a missing spot for that cup. So that could be representing what I'm now off exploring and searching for on my own. And then the King of Pentacles here just immediately feels like all of you, like listeners and supporters of this project. So, you know, with the Wandering Star deck, this artist, I love that they do this. They include like different keywords on the cards. Like really, it's a really well done way that they've included this within the imagery. So for the King of Pentacles, some of the cards chosen were generous and reliable. And I feel that's exactly how all of you have shown up for, for me and for this project. You've been incredibly reliable and generous with your time and your words, especially your words of encouragement and your vulnerability and in, in sharing your own experiences. You know, and the pentacles are very earthly and grounding and they remind me a lot about building and creating. And you all have been such a pivotal aspect of this entire project and where it's been able to grow and what it's been able to become. So in the Processing a Farewell episode, I spoke pretty openly about my insecurities regarding whether or not you all would even be interested in this project with the change and 
I can't tell you how generous you all were with with your words and your comfort. There were so many times I had to, I feel like quite literally, lift my jaw up off the floor because of the emails and the messages that I had received saying how helpful this project has been. So you all really gave me the confidence to keep going. And I feel even more energized (laughs) to bring even more exciting discussions and explorations and offerings to this community over the next year. So cheers to all of you King of Pentacles listeners. You're really important to me. Let's pull some more cards to explore the energy we're seeking for the new year. I think I'm going to pull three again. So I'll have three for the reflection and three for what we're seeking. So we have Wheel of Fortune. Fascinating. Interesting seeing this underneath the world from the previous pull. Okay, so Wheel of Fortune, Two of Swords, and Three of Cups. Okay. The Wheel of Fortune has been coming up so much lately. So traditionally, it signifies our various life cycles, change, and those ups and downs that we can (laughs) predict are inevitably going to happen. This particular card almost feels like a nudge from the death card to embrace those inevitable changes that come our way and work towards figuring out ways that we can accept that natural ebb and flow of life. Lately, I've been reflecting on how I want to view the Wheel of Fortune. I feel like it's a card that really kind of like gets lost or at least loses some of its depth for me. And lately I keep landing on this idea of radical acceptance because the idea behind this archetype really truly is rooted in this dialectical concept of working towards accepting the good things and the bad things that are going to happen to us. And the only thing that we have control over is how we respond to these events. With that said, the Two of Swords here symbolizes a decision-making process or a period of being perhaps at a crossroads. If we directly link this to the Wheel of Fortune, this could indicate you know, the time we spend working towards radical acceptance. And to keep on that theme of dialectical behavior therapy, you know, we could look at each sword representing our logical mind and our emotional mind, and then us in the center having to figure out how to channel our wise mind, which is often what allows us to exist in that space of radical acceptance. Then we have the Three of Cups. Typically, the Three of Cups represents joy and connections with others in the context of New Year energy and in relation to both the Wheel of Fortune and the Two of Swords. This card suggests we look about relationships either with other people or different parts of ourselves that we really need to spend time nurturing this year. What needs to be prioritized and what maybe also needs to be released? I really like that the Three of Cups showed up because I haven't pulled in a while. <laughs> and I think I want to spend some more time specifically here with this card. I like that it's the last card that came out. And you all are really just kind of like <laughs> here along for the ride as I, I tell the story of these cards' as energy for the new year. So bear with me. So if we go back to the Wheel of Fortune, this card could be a reminder that all relationships run their course, whether it's five months or five decades. And then considering the Wheel of Fortune's cyclical nature, relationships also follow a similar trajectory. 
there are highs and lows, ups and downs. Relationships really function on a U-curve. Sometimes we're at the top of that U-curve and sometimes we're at the bottom of it. Sometimes we have incredible moments of deep connection. And then other times we have phases of disconnection or where you know we feel like we might be growing apart. Recognizing these fluctuations in relationships is really important in understanding that our relationships both with others and with ourselves evolve and change. And that natural ebb and flow doesn't necessarily signify a demise or to go back to the death card, this fear that we think something's you know going to end, but more of an evolution, a change, a transformation. Sometimes it does quite literally mean that that relationship has run its course, but often there's a deeper, there's a deeper transformation either personally or relationally that's taking place. The two of swords here could be a reminder to check in and make sure that you're making the right choices for yourself and for the relationship. I think it's also a reminder that sometimes, you know, we have to make decisions that might not completely benefit the relationship but are really what's best for our own well-being or vice versa. In relationships, it's actually very rarely equal. Sometimes we have to decide if we're going to be the one, I don't know, taking the trash out and doing all the dishes because our partner has this massive project they're working on. And you know, even though those might usually be their household chores, you know, we've decided that we're going to take those on in the interim. It might cut back on our leisure time so it doesn't really benefit us, but it does benefit the relationship. You know, and of course, I'm talking about very minor things here. So please keep that in mind. (laughs) But if we bring all of this back to our anchor card, the death card, it seems to be asking us what sort of personal, relational, or even environmental transformations are we seeking this new year? What ups and downs are we capable of managing? What ups and downs can we expect? Can we prepare for? What decisions need to be made and what relationships ultimately need to be prioritized in order for us to embody or truly experience this transformation that we're seeking. Personally and professionally, these cards feel really profound. You know, I I said earlier, I've made some incredible connections over the last few months and these cards are a great reminder to continue fostering those relationships, but also to remember that sometimes those connections will be focal points and sometimes they'll be in the background but they also play a vital role in my life and in my well-being. I hope that some of this resonated with you all as well, and I would love to hear what you pulled alongside of me. So this is going to be the last episode of 2023. I, I plan to take the next few weeks off from recording new episodes, really just to prepare for 2024. I have so many exciting things planned already for next year. I have several guests lined up already for podcast episodes and folks who are excited to facilitate some workshops inside the Tarot Diagnosis membership community, the symposium. So if you're not already a member of the symposium, I encourage you to join the waitlist. You can do that by hopping on the website, thetarotdiagnosis.com. The symposium has been such an incredible part of my life. I've received such incredible feedback from folks who are members who have felt that it's been a really transformative space for them, a really supportive space. So each month we have a reading room where community members gather and exchange readings for each other. And we do this publicly as a group. 
And it's, it's been a really remarkable experience to watch people grow in their confidence level and reading the cards. And then to be in a space where if you forget the meaning of a card or you're struggling and making a connection between some cards, the other members of the community are so quick to hop in and help, whether it's in the chat or um, just on the Zoom call. So that's been a really fun part of the community. And then we always have a monthly workshop where either I or a guest hop on and create some sort of really fun, insightful workshop that combines tarot and psychology or psychology-adjacent topics. And lately, we've really been getting involved in a book club, which has been so fun and just fulfills my nerdy heart. (laughs) So each month we've been exploring a tarot author and their interpretations of two different cards. And we get together and we talk about this author's interpretation and we explore what we like about their interpretation, what we don't like, what we feel like is missing. And it's been a really great way for us to create more depth for the cards personally and then as a group all of us walk away with something that, you know, we hadn't thought of before. And another new offering that has been recent, which has been really fun, is a community co-led discussion. I get so many great ideas from community members for topics that they want to explore. And I decided, why don't you all co-lead something with me? (laughs) And it's another way for me to elevate voices and ideas. And that's been so much fun. So folks have been coming to me with ideas and then we hop on a Zoom call and, and have a planning session. And then we get together as a community and facilitate a group discussion. So, so far we've had a discussion on rituals and sacred spaces. And then for the month of December, we're going to be exploring the idea of cards as questions. And next year, we already have some really fun ideas that community members are so eager to explore. So I really invite you to join us inside the symposium. You can join the waitlist. Doors will reopen again early next year. Thank you so much for listening to The Tarot Diagnosis. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok under the handle at The Tarot Diagnosis and join us while we pull daily cards and explore tarot and mental health in between podcast episodes. You can also subscribe to our podcast to make sure that you never miss an episode. If you have a topic or question that you'd like for us to explore on the podcast, you can contact us directly on our website, www.thetarotdiagnosis.com.